Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about the words until and till. And in honor of Father's Day, which is coming up in the United States, and a singular father apostrophe S, I have a meaty middle about dad jokes. Let's get started. I regularly receive questions from people who are confused about the words until, till, T-I-L-L, until, apostrophe T-I-L. When you're talking about a period of time that must lapse before something happens, till, T-I-L-L, and until are equivalent. Don't believe me? Check a dictionary. Some sources say that until sometimes has a more formal sound than till, but often the two words are just interchangeable. Here are two examples. We spun in circles until we were dizzy. We ran till we were breathless. And till isn't a contraction of until, either. They're two separate words, and till actually came first. It's the older word first used in the 12th century. People didn't start using until until the 13th century. Nearly all the style guides I checked recommended against using till apostrophe T-I-L, For example, the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language says the form is, quote, etymologically incorrect, unquote. The Chicago Manual of Style says it should not be written apostrophe T-I-L, and Garner's Modern English Usage calls it incorrect with no literary history. In fact, Garner's says people didn't really even start thinking of apostrophe till as being okay until the 1980s, so it's really quite a recent error. Many style guides also go out of their way to emphasize that till, T-I-L-L, is fine, which is often a clue that at some point people said it wasn't. And given that I've had to answer questions about disputes over the word, I think that if you want to completely avoid controversy, it's safest to stick with until. But I'll do my part and say there's absolutely nothing wrong with till, T-I-L-L. One final interesting thing is the etymology of till. We've been talking about the preposition and conjunction, but of course it's also a verb that means to work the dirt, as in to till the land, and a noun that means a box or drawer that holds money, as in put the money in the cash register till. You might think these words all came from the same place, since they're all spelled the same, but they don't. According to Etymology Online, all three have completely different origins. So that's your quick and dirty tip. Until and till, T-I-L-L, are essentially interchangeable. If you want to be super safe, stick with until 
And definitely avoid apostrophe T-I-L. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Now we get to talk about dad jokes. For years, individual families have had fathers who were inclined to tell jokes that were so inane that the family gave them their own name. Often they would end up calling them dad jokes. Consider this obituary in the Philadelphia Daily News from May 1990, which tells about a beloved father. He told corny jokes like, A guy went to the dentist for false teeth and only had a dollar, so they gave him a buck tooth. The family label for a really corny joke or pun was to call it a dad joke. But now this term has escaped into the larger population as people have realized that there are a lot more of these fathers in their jokes than they first thought. Now you can find mentions of dad jokes in magazine articles that don't explain what they are because they assume you know. For example, just this month, People magazine posted online an article titled Nine Celebs Who Are Masters of the Dad Joke. If you search for dad jokes on YouTube, you'll find enough videos to keep you busy for days, including titles such as Five Dad Jokes That Will Make You Facepalm and The Ultimate Dad Joke Duel. So how dumb are dad jokes, you ask? I'll let you judge for yourself as I share a few of my favorites. Did you hear the one about the kidnapping at school? It's okay, he woke up. When my wife told me to stop doing my flamingo impression, it was time to put my foot down. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven ain't nine. (laughs) The popularity of dad jokes is pretty recent. 
Brigham Young University's News on the Web corpus, which collects millions of words of English text from online news sources every day, has gone from having 10 or fewer hits for the phrase dad joke or dad jokes each year in 2010 to having almost 200 hits for the year 2016 and is on track to collect even more for 2017. Twitter has zero tweets mentioning dad jokes in 2006, its first year, then a handful in 2007, and too many to count in the past few years. However, even though the term dad joke got popular only in the last few years, it's actually been around since at least 1987, the year of the earliest citation for it in the Oxford English Dictionary. That citation comes from an issue of the Gettysburg, Pennsylvania Times. In the sentence, sure, dad jokes make kids and wives wince, the writer puts quotation marks around dad, indicating that the writer doesn't expect most of the readers to know it yet. The fact that these two earliest attestations both come from Pennsylvania newspapers suggests that the term may have gotten its start in this part of the United States. If the phrase dad joke goes back 30 years, what made it so popular in the last two or three years? Well, the website Know Your Meme has a page on dad jokes that does a good job of tracing the pop cultural moments that helped popularize the idea of dad jokes in the past decade. It places the start of the current dad joke enthusiasm to a post in an online forum in December 2003 with the title Dad Jokes, asking for readers to submit bad jokes that their fathers would make. And boy, did they. Interestingly, this forum is a British website, so dad joke isn't just an American English term. The following month, Know Your Meme notes, the first Urban Dictionary entry for dad joke made its appearance. You can read the Know Your Meme entry for more details. I'll put a link in the show notes. But a couple of newsworthy points they mention are the website Dad's Bad Jokes, launched in March 2006, and the Facebook page Dad Jokes, which was created in January 2009. According to Know Your Meme, the page got more than 34,000 likes in the next five years. I checked, and it currently has more than 70,000 likes, so we're talking about a doubling of the number of likes in just the past year. From the research I've done, there are three main characteristics of dad jokes that come up again and again. Not everything that gets labeled a dad joke has all of these, but something that does would definitely be in the running for the perfect dad joke. The first characteristic comes from the OED definition, which says that a dad joke is, quote, a joke told by a father or of the type associated with fathers, especially one which is hackneyed, embarrassing, or unoriginal, unquote. The second characteristic you may have already figured out based on the dad jokes I've favored you with in this episode is wordplay. An article by Diane Cameron from 2005 in the Buffalo, New York News celebrates this aspect of dad jokes. She writes, A lot of dad humor is predicated on children's love of wordplay. It works because of the linguistic advantage adults have in those early years when kids are developing a sense of syntax and discovering that words can have more than one meaning. As an aside, this article also shows that the term dad joke also works with the synonym humor, but it does not work with the synonym father. There's no such thing as a father joke, as far as I can tell. And on the subject of related terms, what about mom jokes? 
Nope. The closest thing you can get in that direction is the your mama joke, which I'm not going to talk about here. So dad jokes are embarrassing and unoriginal and often involve wordplay. The third characteristic of dad jokes that I found again and again in discussions of them is that the dad who tells them does so repeatedly, even to people who've already heard it, namely his family. For example, one of the responses to the forum post in 2003 was from someone who wrote, After talking on the phone for 20 minutes, he hangs up and says, Wrong number while shaking his head. Every time. To see all three of these characteristics in play, I present to you the perfect dad joke. It's the most frequently mentioned dad joke in the books, articles, and web pages I've found. This joke is actually a one-liner in response to a child who complains, I'm hungry. The father's dad joke response is, Hi, hungry. I'm dad. <laughs> Dumb, you bet. Wordplay? Yes. Linguistically, the joke works because after a linking verb, such as am, the next word can be an adjective, such as hungry, or a proper noun. And if you take hungry to be a proper noun, then saying I'm hungry is a self-introduction. And when someone introduces themselves to you, what do you do? You introduce yourself to them. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. Now, what about the repetition part? As you can imagine, a kid saying, I'm hungry, is something that happens countless times in a family's history. And a father who comes back with, hi, hungry, I'm dad, once, is likely to do it again. Furthermore, something about the way this joke is usually written out shows that it's been said so many times that it stopped making sense. The way I usually see it written, the setup line isn't simply, I'm hungry. It's, dad, I'm hungry. But if someone calls you dad, they already know who you are, so introducing yourself as dad is nonsensical. For an analogy, take this scene in an episode of The Office. The cluelessly rude manager, Michael Scott, has just made a patently unreasonable request of Pam, the office assistant. She asks, seriously? Michael assures her that he's serious, and then adds, and don't call me Shirley. That joke, made famous by the 1980 movie Airplane, only works when you're responding to a statement that begins with the adverb surely, as in, surely you're not serious. Pam didn't say that, but Michael wanted to bust out that evergreen joke so badly that he didn't notice or didn't care. In the same way, the joke, hi hungry, I'm dad, has lost its grounding. But as they say, there's no bad joke like a dad joke. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, and that segment was written by Neil Whitman, who blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. You can also find him on Twitter as literalminded. Thanks, Neil. Finally, thanks to some of the new people who left reviews on Apple Podcasts. Soggy Froggy One said, I write for a living, but I always learn something new that I can apply to my work and daily life. Sister Wolf said, love the show. I enjoy the subject matter. And Podcast Playlist said, I enjoy listening while I work remodeling homes in Portland, Oregon. It helps me stay on top of language nuances and provides thought experiments. Excellent combination of a review and a where I listen in that one. Thanks to all of you. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. 
If you want to keep busy this summer, search your favorite online bookstore for one of my seven books on language. The Grammar Devotional and 101 Misused Words are both quick, light reading, with entries broken up into, well, quick and dirty tips. Because Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips network, of which I'm the founder. That's all. Thanks for listening. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 